Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Meta. This week we're going to be covering at least my personal favorite, Legend of Zelda, Majora's Mask. Yeah, I'm Jimmy. And I'm Paul. And if this is your first time tuning in, we are Meta. Uh, meta-analysis of everything. Video games and not video games. Pretty much everything. Yeah. It, it that, encom- is, that is the definition. It is everything. <laughs> it includes everything. and It's zero and then negative one and plus one. And since we're covering video games, spoilers will be told. If you haven't played Majora's Mask, go play it right now. Somehow. And Wink. Then- and then come back and listen to it. And then come us. back and listen to it so that we don't ruin the story for you. But it's fun. It's relatively quick. It's, it's a quick yeah. game. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely a, a huge, uh, you know, time sink. Uh, oh, uh, I got oh. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, let's, uh, let's jump right into this. Um, pretty much uh, Majora's Mask, I think, is such an interesting part of, of the Zelda, I guess, timeline. Not the physical, like, the Hyrule Historia timeline, but yeah. more so of just, like, in the event of how Majora's Mask happened, where it initially came out in 2000, and this is two years after the, like, raging success of Ocarina of Time, and it is the first 3D Zelda after to proceed um, Ocarina of Time, and so the expectations at the time for it were just huge, essentially. And so I think what it had done was just something really different than what people might have been expecting. Or, like, the systems it implemented, how the game played out, was extremely different from Ocarina of Time. Even though the mechanics were virtually the exact same, even, like, character models assets, were... Assets, yeah. Yeah, assets were verbatim the same uh, in a visual sense. Yeah, I think it might have been jarring to people to have a game. They're like, this looks exactly like Ocarina of Time. And then for it to be what it is and that being completely, like, a completely different way of telling a video game story was probably why, I don't know, I I think Metascore now, like, it has a pretty good score, but initially it was probably not the best received and I think that's, like, it's this weird aspect of it where there was such this knee-jerk reaction where, like, a lot of people just sort of outright resented it. And then there was, like, a, a handful of people who, like, who really played through all of it and, like, sort of understood, like, what the game was and, like, how it was so fundamentally different from Ocarina of Time. And those individuals always, like, talked it up a ton. And that just happens to be one of me. Or it happens to be me. Yeah. Um, but what was great about it, or interesting, is the fact that, like, later on, years down the road, like, literally, like, 15, not 15 years, yeah, 15 years, I think, down the road. 13. Um, 13. 15. Whenever. Whenever the, the remake, yeah. Uh, the reboot comes out for the 3DS, and I think it gave a lot of people at the time who had played it initially and went it on the N64 to, like, go back and play it and be like, wow. This game is, like, absolutely mind-blowing, like, how amazing it is. And I think that makes sense, too, like, for a lot of things, because if you, like, I don't know, when I think about myself as a youth, like, playing video games where, like, I can't really fully comprehend the story or fully comprehend everything going on, like, uh, one of the main mechanics of Majora's Mask was its time-changing mechanic, or just the fact that, like, you're on essentially a clock, and you had to beat, like whatever events you had sort of set out for you 
in that timeline or in that time sequence or whatever. And if you didn't, you could reverse time by playing uh, Song of Time on the Ocarina, and then it would take you back to, like, day one. And you lose, like, temporary items. Like, if you had, like, rupees on you, you'd lose those. But, like, any permanent items, like, would stay with you. Uh, but I think, like, you know what? Me as a kid would just kind of be like, oh, my God, this is so <laughs> frustrating. And it's like I just didn't have the foresight to, like, plan out what I was going to do with each, like, segment of time essentially to like how i would progress the game and so as a result it's like so easy like to get sidetracked you you had to have an agenda you had to like (laughs) write like today day one i will do this day two i will do this and day three i will do this and bombers are all like hey man do you want to do you want to go uh get some help this old lady with like her bomb bag issue and you're like Uh, i can't really pencil that in today i'm super i gotta go look at stars or something sorry man no the you so i didn't originally play it on the n64 i watched my friend chris play it and on the 3ds remake they have a very inclusive helpful uh it's like a daily agenda i guess where it, it gives you the times things will happen and then when you complete them it like x's them out showing that you've done it and when I looked back on the N64, that mechanic was still there, but it didn't look like it was as fine-tuned as it was in the 3DS version. It was at the, the Bomber's Notebook? Yeah, the Bomber's yeah. Notebook. So, yeah, because the Bomber's Notebook was supposed to be, like, not as in- incorporated, I guess, like, as it was in the remake. Right. Like, it very much was just sort of related to, like, it was a great, like, way to track things, but it wasn't as, like, prevalent or, like, easily accessible. So, like, a lot of the times you're like... Pfft whatever bomber's notebook okay (laughs) well yeah because in the remake the completionist in me i completed everything and they even included it was kind of like the sheikah stones it was like an addition to the sheikah stones because those are also in the remake as well Mm. as they were in the ocarina of time remake but they're even more helpful in the uh the majora's mask remake because they can tell you where all the like extra items and heart pieces are which then mark it off in your bomber's notebook so it's like the full the full range of things you can do is available to you and although i didn't use the sheikah stone that much it was like I, there was that one part in the flippy isn't it kanya is uh, akana canyon yeah i was i was stupid stone, stone i was like temple. i was in my head about it and i had to leave and go to a sheikah stone and be like oh it's just a fucking arrow in the fucking first room <laughs> and it was just something stupid like that but it was like the extra stuff that was added in it helped me after not playing it originally yeah on the n64 yeah and i think just as as players what happened like why it was so well received on the remake was like one probably like things like the bomber's notebook made it more easy for like yeah easier for players to look at it and be like oh okay i see i have to do these things it didn't make it too easy though yeah you still had to like figure it out it didn't give you every set of tasks that you could do to get like all the masks in the game you still had to start them yeah so it wasn't like a complete guide to the game yeah and i think as like an older player too like having then like sort of developed like you know maybe some (laughs) some idea of time management i'm still working on it um (laughs) like you're like oh okay like i know how to like go like through this game or like how to sort of play it essentially to be able to progress like regularly and then being able to sort of like explore everything and take that in and being like wow this like now that i'm old enough to comprehend things like i can understand like how crazy this game is and i think 
a lot of it, uh, for me at least, is it's really great at presenting this really dark idea that I think, in my opinion, I think uh, Majora's Mask is the darkest Zelda game in ever. Currently. Conce- like, yeah, currently. Watch Breath of the Wild just be like, <laughs> Link dies. Super depressing. <laughs> just like straight like, up. It's just afterlife. Like, everything is just... Yeah, but it was it was done so lightheartedly, I think, and part of that is you know the visual of it and the music, but I also think uh, well, it's all mixed together really well mm -hmm. because it's like the town theme is still really cute and hoppy. Day one, day two, day three comes along, suddenly everything's yeah super morbid and like you can tell everyone's kind of freaked out and sad. And to add to that. It's like the time-changing mechanic, or not just time-changing mechanic, but the fact that there's like the time limit. It it's not limiting, even though it is a limit to me. It it feels like you have a lot of time, even though you know that there's a set limit to like each day. Mm -hmm. To me, it, it it expands the game that much more because it's like oh, there's like these three days that have different things happening on each of them. So it's like. You can do so many things. It, j it just feels like such a great, large, expansive experience. And what I absolutely love about, like, the game, too, is that it kind of gives this, like, this rare opportunity where, like, you can go back and redo missed opportunities. And that's because I feel the game does such a great job of, of making the player think that they're on a time limit. Well, it's like, one, yes, they are, but, like... It's a in soft this, time. <laughs> and yeah, in the sense, it's like you can just reset it and it's no big deal. Like, it is truly unlimited in exactly. terms of how it is. But, like, it's really good at convincing players, at least for me, that, like, I am on this actual time limit. And that, like, sometimes, like, I have to make a choice. Like, I can't do everything and satisfy everyone right. when I play the game. And so I have to, like, make choices to be like, dude, like, I have to be here to, like, prevent aliens from invading, but that means I'm going to allow an old lady to get robbed, like, in the middle of the night kind of thing. Right. And it's like, so it's just, it does this great way of being like, you can't save everyone, but, like, technically you can, but it's not going to be all, like, really cohesive. Related, my professor, Charlie, he actually thought, because he had never played the original N64, he got the remake, he thought you had to beat each temple in the same day. What? So... To even progress to, like, the, like, whatever, however you go through it. To even progress, he would always beat the, like, grass area first. Yeah, like, like the Woodfall Deku. Temple. Yeah, like, he'd beat Woodfall Temple and then go to the next <laughs> one. He's like, it's already the end of day two. I'm so fucked. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you don't have to do that. But he, like, totally was like, I have to purify each area each time. And I was like, that's, like, hard mode. But... <laughs> Like, you can do that. I mean, it's probably impossible to beat, like, all of the game in, like, a three-day cycle. Yeah. Especially was, the f first. There were some pretty sweet, but, like, uh, like speedruns that were done on that, too. Like, one was, like, to see, like, how much you can, like, how much percent complete you can get in a three-day cycle in terms of, like, collecting items and yeah. everything. And it's, like, so it was crazy because, like, speedrunners were planning out their thing. It's, like, I have to have fire arrows before, like the end of night one because I have to be able to like uh melt like whatever it is to be able to get to like right. this part and like that's crazy by the end of like before day two kind of so it was just like really cool but furthermore I think um 
just a lot of the like where the darkness of the game comes in is really in the, like the little extras that you kind of have to like either think about like more than what the game sort of like lets on or what it presents right for like right there in the moment and like thinking that next step forward being like wow like the implications of this yeah. is and i think like a really great example for this is in uh on like the romany ranch or whatever um you know when you have like day three rolls around and the moon's obviously getting closer and closer and it's like more apparent um they they talk about like uh on the romany ranch there's this rite of age for like when like kids become of age essentially um a rite of passage when kids become of age that like they drink the chateau romany which is just like an alcoholic drink milk. essentially <laughs> yeah alcoholic milk and like Ew, that's old chocolate milk yeah that's the kind of like just the sort of rite of passage for him right but then like the older sister or whatever who runs the ranch is like super mellow or whatever and she's uh if you talk to like the younger girl she goes oh yeah like you know i'm super excited because like you know sis says i can drink like chateau romany tonight and everything yeah. like that you know like, and then no, that's not you're not supposed to be happy about that yeah well it's like she was like the little girl was all stoked about it but then the like the older sister was like yeah like you know it you know sleeping like also just like sleep with me tonight kind of thing as well like just in the same bed and everything but it was like this kind of like really mellow thing where the sister was like older sister was just pretty much realizing the fact being like yeah like she's going to die like we're both going to die but you know i don't want her to be like scared like i essentially just want to like just numb her out essentially and then like you know get her super drunk so she dies like without like i don't know if that's implied but well it's kind of this idea that like not having just when you're describing it because i kind of forgot that i when you're describing it i think it's like she won't make it to that age to like rite of passage so instead of waiting in that long it's just like you're not gonna get that far so you might as well try it before you die not to get her drunk well it's like to like get her like so she's like I guess just like, like dies in her sleep kind like of thing, right? Like isn't yeah, isn't like I gotcha. scared at like, but it's just like maybe she just like passes out Could be. kind of thing. Could be. And but it's like that sort of implication. Like a, a lot of that exists in the game yeah. where like there isn't something directly stated. Like it's this kind of like silent acceptance of like, yeah, we're going to die. I think it's a lot. I think it progresses with like the the level of the masks, you know, because there's like a lot of early game masks, and then there's like the fucking couples masks and like shit that takes a really like a long time to actually complete. So it's like those masks to me, the masks gives you like a good because each person you know is gonna die or whatever, and mm-hmm. so they'll give you their mask. But it's like a good way of gauging the subtleties of it because. Oh, fuck, what the fuck am I trying to... I don't know. Just... <laughs> well, it's like, I think there's almost this, like, kind of symbolism in it, too, right? Where it's, like, d- d- in the game, it's... I think it's interesting, like, totally different from, like, a lot of Zelda games because Link doesn't try to save people. Right. Uh, like, I found my point. It's less <laughs> subtle in the late game ones because, like, the couple's mask is, like, they get back together and they're, like, finally, we'll... Like, they're, like, we're dying tonight. And, like, they do that. And the earlier ones are, like... I'm just not, I'm going to run away, like, the mailman mask or whatever. Like, stuff like that, where the the things that happen to the people who give you the mask don't really seem like the end, like, they, they are accepting of it, but they're not, you know, telling the player that it's this deeper thing. Yeah. 
I think the the sort of symbolism that exists in it is kind of this idea that like like Link isn't necessarily saving people by being like we're gonna beat this evil and like I mean ultimately that's what how the game ends is like you know you destroy like the giant peril that is the moon and Majora like crashing into yeah the not subtle the (laughs) not so subtle but like there's more so it's like for Link to actively progress and become like more equipped by like you know getting more masks and everything and like going through dungeons is like he has to sort of help people like come to this conclusion that like it's either like a okay to like to die essentially or like to not hold on to regret and so he sort of acts as like this weird like angel of death where he isn't necessarily saving people like you're going to continue on living and like you have a healthy life but more so being like you need to really like face like the things you've been running away from so like when your time comes you're not like scared or you like you don't feel regret and so it's this like when you help people reach like their um can't think of the word it's like their clairvoyance essentially sure uh, or like their clarity or whatever you know um they Ooh. like take off like their mask and give it to you like Ooh. they take off like this this mask they've been wearing this whole time like symbolically as well also and it's like they're it's just like their true self that's left then link is the like you know voiceless hero and the the what's that the christmas carol you know the the death visits him and he doesn't speak he just like points to shit mm-hmm. and then he finally like gets his epiphany mo- moment and it's like link's kind of like that cuz he's like he's leading these people to like acceptance which is <laughs> kind of funny to bring parallels to the fucking yeah well, it's a, <laughs> but it's also just like I think it's kind of cool, too, because it's also this symbol that, like, Link is, like, willing... He's a hero because he's willing to take on, like, all the burdens of, like, these people. It's a good thing he's young. Yeah, so he's, like, you know, he just, yeah. He doesn't really understand it all. Expectations, like, (laughs) he's just like, oh, yeah, just get used to it at a young age, man. Like, you're just going to be disappointed your whole life. (laughs) He's like, I've already gone back 80 times. (laughs) You'll never know. I've seen the end, and you're like, "Oh God, Link, stop!" <laughs> no, like, just, just go to the milk bar, <laughs> yeah, dude. So, like, dude, this kid really needs like some yeah, help. <laughs> that's fucked up. Like the implications of Link going back each time, knowing that when he doesn't go back, the world ends. He's just like, "Yeah, well, if I fail, uh, you all die." So, fuck this. <laughs> But I, there's also just so many like little victories in the game that I think really make it essentially like I feel like in Ocarina of Time you know it's like this one big victory at the end where it's like I beat Ganondorf and saved Zelda you know but like it's the little like every time you're helping someone and like getting a mask it's like these little victories that help define the game and like at the end it's like it isn't so much like yes it is about destroying the moon but it's like it doesn't feel as like if that was just the end goal and there wasn't all the like little tiny bits of like helping all these people making these little like interactions and differences like, that ending wouldn't feel satisfying, I think. Well, I think it's also pretty great because the the mask-collecting system in itself is, like, an addition to there actually being dungeons. Because it's, like, in Ocarina of Time, there's dungeons and item collecting, but the item collecting is uniquely tied to dungeons and all that stuff. But it's, like, the mask system... The only masks that ever are, like, required for a dungeon are the, the three, the Deku... You know, Goron, 
Zora. Zora, yeah. And it's like, those are like the item that you get for that dungeon, whereas you'd get like the bow or whatever. But it's like all the other masks are just like extra stuff. Because you can beat the game without getting all the masks. Mm-hmm. And everyone knows that, because... But why would you want to fight the last boss without the Fierce Deities mask? But <laughs> it's like, it's it's completely optional. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy to even think, because like... That last boss fight is not easy. No, without like fierce deity mask, yeah, that it's it, that hard. shit is hard. It's I like hard. I did that when like that was the first time I ever played the game. I did it with all the, out all the masks, and let me tell you, dude, that shit was it's like frustrating. That like, was like a solid half hour I spent on that fight. It was yeah, ridiculous. Dude. Holy shit! He just does a lot of damage. Yeah, and it's like the second phase too, where he's just running around hella fast, and I'm like, I can't even <laughs> like. This is so hard. I am, ch- I am but a child. <laughs> I've yeah. No, which this. is like a perfect end boss if you were like not readily equipped because mm-hmm. you're like you're not if you don't have the fierce deities mask you are not equipped to fight Majora. He is like, I mean, you can still win, but it's like you were not prepared to do this. <laughs> this was like us against fucking Ganon and our twin robot, our twin robot right? <laughs> <laughs> fucking ages and seasons. Oh man, what a nightmare. Yeah, but I like I absolutely love I mean building off of that the mask system itself because like masks were so some ma- masks are like that I mean all the optional ones like single use ones. Yeah, like some of them are single use and they serve just like one small purpose and then other times like they're wide use. And it's like really interesting because it seems to me like more so the single use ones have more story connected to him, right? Like, Definitely. Uh, the couple's mask you literally just use to get a heart piece, like, to dispute something. But the entire process that went into getting the couple's mask, like, doing the entire, like, three-day, like, event of, like, getting cafe to, like, finally go to his, like, his fiance, even though, like, he got turned into a child and, like, face up to it and the entire thing in Akana Canyon and whatnot, like... <laughs> All that led up to getting the couple's mask, and then, like, you just use it to resolve this, like, one small dispute between, like, some construction workers and some, like, soldiers, right? But, like, you're like, damn, dude, like, it felt more important, like, even though that was the reward, was, like, the heart piece, it still felt more rewarding to, like, have the mask present. Yeah, because the mask was its reward, and then the heart piece was its, like, secondary reward, but, like, getting the mask... The three-day event is the crazy... Like, the couple's mask is the the most intense thing in that game, like, period. <laughs> yeah, because it's like... I also... What I love about that, too, like, getting back to this decision-making aspect of the game, is you get to the end, and you have two choices, because uh, Cafe's like, look, I only have time to make it back to my fiancé kind of thing. He's like, but here's this letter. I want you to give it to my mom to let her know that, like, I'm alive and okay, and, like, that, like, I love her and everything, you know? And so... You have, like, two choices now at this point. You can, like, give the, the letter directly to his mom, and then she gives you, like, uh, like I think a fourth bottle, like, another bottle that has Chateau Romney in it, but it's, like, to get the extra Something bottle. Like that, yeah. And then the other one is you can give it to the mailman, and he'll, you'll get the mailman's mask out of that. But yeah. I still think that's, like... Yeah, it's just so many things build off of it. It's so cool. Because it's obvious the designers put so much, like, thought and effort into it being, like this timed event thing that means so much in the game, but actually doesn't mean that much. Cause it's like, again, you could go through the game without getting the couple's mask and just hate yourself. <laughs> yeah. 
It's just like God. Fucking plus the mailman is like the best fucking character ever. That was so great. He's just like fucking you walk in and he's like freaking out because he's like all this like honor bound stuff and he's like I want to flee but like it like the schedule says I'm on tomorrow like and I can't defy the schedule you know and then you give him the priority mail and he's like this is priority mail it must be delivered so good and he puts on his fucking hat and he fucking goes and delivers it and then like the mom's just like are you why are you here like fucking flee like you are you're fired and then he's just like but the fact that he just stayed until like that point i'm like dude this fucking the fucking like like, earth is crumbling and you can like (laughs) it's like there's earthquakes and you can see the moon like two feet above the fucking clock tower yeah and it's so good there's like so many cool like other little bits and pieces like especially during like when you hit the final six hours of that game and it's like the countdown is happening and it's all like the crazy music and stuff you can go into like the sword master who like he teaches you like all the techniques like how to use the sword spin attack is charge b whoa anyways he he puts up this whole thing about how he's gonna like it no one should fear about the like the moon because he's going to cut it into pieces And then you go into his dojo thing, and it's like he's not there, but then there's like this wooden board that's kind of has like some Japanese characters on it, and you can break it, and he's just like in there like shuddering, like crying to himself, and it's like he doesn't acknowledge you, but it's just like this extra oh, detail geez. that you're just like... I don't think I ever did that. <laughs> Damn, dude, like, like fuck. It's like, fucked up. It's just, yeah, it's just like all these little tiny details I put in there where it's like people like who... Because, like, he was extremely defiant and, like, arrogant or whatever, and he was just like, whatever, I'm not worried about it. But then when it came down to it's just like, you know, he always, he had this, like, fear that just controlled him till the end kind of thing, right? Yeah. Should have gave it off to that little kid to handle it, you know, Link. Yeah. Too bad. He's got to be a little puss. <laughs> uh, you really like the moon in Majora's Mask. Oh, God. You, like, don't even get me started. I think it's just because, like, you get up there and it's, like, this weird tranquil setting. You're like, what the fuck? I know. It's so different. The timer's gone. It's a field. There's a giant tree. Yeah. It's so weird. But then it's, like, you go up and there's just a bunch of kids playing. You're like, what the fuck? And then, like, the mini... I kind of liked it because you didn't have to do the extra little mini dungeons with it. Like, right. where you traded off the masks, which inevitably got you the Fierce Deities mask. So it was kind of cool because it was this weird, like, optional Ganon's castle. Yeah. Where it's like, if you did it and you had all the masks so that you could get the Fierce Deity mask. You do the little puzzle. Rings. Yeah, like, and then you're like, oh, cool, I had this, like, final dungeon, essentially, before I fought the boss. Yeah. You know? And that was, like, really great. Plus, like, I mean, getting more into this, like, darker theme of it, where it's like, you get Fierce Deity's mask as a reward for doing all those dungeons, and, like, the description of it is, like, it's like, it contains an evil so powerful, like, could it be more, like evil than Majora itself. But it doesn't even tell you. It's like, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's like this crazy part of it where you're just like, dude, I have to like become evil to destroy, like, to beat evil. And it's like, luckily it's just contained in this fucking mask and Link is like, has burdened enough sorrow to like, know how to <laughs> he like, can deal with it. Yeah, he knows how to handle it kind of thing. Like, it just kind of, I think the, I mean, thinking about it now, it's sort of like the cool parallel where it's like, if they're both evil masks, Majora's mask and Fierce Deity's mask, where it's like, the difference was, like, Link had burdened so much sorrow and, like, hate and everything. But he was, he was ultimately, like, a good... Yeah, per- and I think it's, like, he had kind of come to, like, terms with it, uh, sort of, in a way, you know? Where it's, like, because he had burdened it, but he had processed it and, like, had done so much with it, it's, like, he could oh, yeah. handle that weight. But it's, like, 
Skull Kid, on the other hand, he just was got like, this power. Yeah, and like he was super like insecure about things. Like he was really selfish and arrogant, and like you know prideful, and all these bits. And as a result, like this evil like consumed him. And, I mean, like, and basically just discarded him too. Yeah, because he's lifeless during the fight. Because mm-hmm. you're like, or what? It sheds him. Yeah. For the final form or whatever. When he goes into when the when majority the mask itself goes to the moon. Yeah. Oh he yeah, sheds he sheds him at the top of the clock tower because mm-hmm. the mask's just like fuck this. I'm <laughs> fucking <laughs> out. And the the what is it? It's like the the kid wearing the mask on the moon, who's like not playing. Yeah, and he's like, like sitting he's by himself. Mask. Yeah, who I mean, you talk to to fight the boss. Mm-hmm. It's like another weird thing because like all the other happy goat mask and all the other kids yeah. are all like playing and want to play games with you and then Majora's just like I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> it's also kind of like it's just so it's how innocent it is is almost jarring in a way because like as said like you go through the entire game with these themes of like depression and anger and hate and death. like yeah death and all this and then like you get to this, like, moon where it's, like, extremely tranquil and peaceful. And it's, like, kids playing, you know? And you're, like, this like, you're, like this hasn't happened this entire game until now. Is there like, any music on the moon? Uh, or is it just, like... No, I think it's just, birds like... Birds and... Yeah, like... That's fucking... That's, ge- that's a genius level. <laughs> like... Oh. Yeah. So many good things in this game. It's all, like... I think, honestly, it's, like, the tiny details that are put into it. And I think... As I as I think about games that really stick out to me, it's like it's not so much the, um, like the story itself is important, but I think how well like creators and like developers and stuff can build the world and like make the world feel really full and vibrant and rich. Alive. Is, yeah, is what really defines like amazing games for me, and I think like really Majora's Mask like captured that. Like it felt like. You just didn't talk to someone, and it was like, oh, here's fucking random villager number six who's just going to say, like, geez, it sure is hot today, or, like, you know, some, like, dumb shit line, you know? Blank-faced fucking nobody. Yeah, but it's, like... Oblivion (laughs) character. (laughs) (laughs) It's, like, this fucking story, or, like, each person has, like, this story, and it's, like, all these events are happening at the same time, and you're, like, wow, like, this person's life is, like, crumbling, and this person is, like, distraught out of their mind, right? But, like, they don't know that between each other. Like, and they put on, like, try to put on their face being like, oh, yeah, everything's fine. Yeah. And you're like, wow, what a... And it all comes to a head on the third day. And, like, like, what a fucking parallel to our own lives. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. And everyone has their own shit going on. Man. And you're just like, fuck. People who were writing this game were, like, super depressed. <laughs> and you're like, oh, wow. You're like, oh, I shit. mean, you made a really good game, so... Yeah, <laughs> like, thanks. I mean, it's a little dark for a kid's game, but that might have been another thing, because it is kind of dark. The the whole like anything with the with the mask in it is kind of creepy by default. Yeah. And I think if I had played it when it had come out, I might have been like a little scared of it, I and think- I think it would have turned me off from originally like pursuing the hundred percent completion of that game. So right. it's an interesting thing that. Because if it was initially not the best-selling, you know, Ocarina of Time, blows Ocarina of Time out of the water thing that they were hoping for, even though it is now, it's like, uh, it's just kind of weird to think about. (laughs) 
I think also just like each area you kind of went to, like you kind of took on what that area was. Like you go and I what they did that whole entire thing where it's like Majora's Mask is like an alliteration, not alliteration, like a uh, allusion essentially to uh, the like five stages of grief, oh, right. where it's like and it goes in order. So it's like you start in clock town where everyone is like den- in complete denial right. right and then you go from like denial to i think like anger which is like in woodfall like you have like the dekus are like t- t- totally angry with the monkeys and stuff and like there's like we're gonna kill this dude this oh, monkey yeah. or whatever and then I, th- I forget how the order goes it's like anger then like bargaining, bargaining. something and then like acceptance i can't remember what's after like or it's like i think it's like bargaining Depression, depression, and acceptance. Yeah, or maybe it's depression, bargaining, acceptance. acceptance like, when, like, yeah, I'm getting steps three and four mixed up. So Zora, Zora can Zora's depression or Ikana Canyon's depression. Uh, I think Zora's were depression. Okay. Because Ikana Canyon, which was like interesting, and I think it's like one of the best areas in the entire game, is like it's the acceptance part, but it's funny because like everything there you'd expect to be depressing inside because it's all this like oh, right. fallen kingdom of undeath, you know, like. And that kind of, that trope in games, like, absolutely gets me every time. Whenever I go to a place and it's, like, this ancient ruins of a greater civilization that, like, died in this, like, or fell apart in this tragic thing. And I'm just like, dude, but, like, imagine it in its prime. Like, it was probably crazy. Atlantis. (laughs) Yeah, like, dude, that's, I, I, like, I'm the kind of guy who's like, maybe we can still rebuild the Titanic. And it'll be be the best boat. It'll be the best (laughs) boat ever. (laughs) Uh, nothing could sink this boat. We'll find the the gem of the deep. Yeah, <laughs> like just like stuff like that kind of like always gets me, man. And um, like but going in like into Akana Canyon, it's great because there's so many also like storylines in there. Like you have like this ancient war that like literally killed this kingdom. Yeah. And like, but they're still fighting it, kind of thing. But like the entire theme, every time you sort of like solve like, the next issue there, like, the whole entire thing is, like, ah, yes, like, you know, I've, like, I've accepted what I am, like, I accepted that I'm undead, you know, but it's, like, it's just depressing that I have to keep fighting this war, but, you know, like, I, I've, I understand how, like, we got here, like, this is our fault, kind of thing, and it's, like, right. you know, when you talk to, like, King Icona, like, he does the same thing where he's, like, you know, like, I, this war and, like, my actions as a ruler have, like, driven my, like, civilization to ruins and like to our like our outcome he's like but that is like i understand that was my fault kind of thing like, right except he already like knows fate, it but he's know? still kind of a dick about it yeah you know like but it's like that um i think uh you have like a similar thing with the the music box uh house there as well too where it's like the little girl can't like come to accepting like the reality of like her situation essentially and she kind of goes through like all those like stages right. like where you like you show in and she's like oh everything's great and you're like uh what's up where's your dad and she's like oh he's out and you're like grocery and she has to like go outside like you have to go inside the house when she's like outside right. and then like go downstairs and then find out the dad's like part mummified or he's right. a, a gibbado Gib- gibdo gibdo he's gibbed yeah but i think yeah just like that entire bit too where you're just like oh well shit. yeah it's like She's a little girl in this terrifying, like, hellscape of fucking bats and skeletons and shit. And, of course, the the music box, like, prevents them from entering her house. But it's still, like, she has her dead father in the basement. 
normal people would just be like, I'm out. I'm leaving now. And she just stays there because she has the deep, you know, like, father-daughter connection. And mm-hmm. it, like, keeps her there. And it's, like, a lost cause until you show up and, you know, reverse the effects. But it's still, like, if Link wasn't there, what the hell was going to happen? <laughs> She's just going to starve? Because no one, like, where was she going I don't remember what she when she leaves the house what she does, but she doesn't go far. If I it's remember, it's like you have to like do something with the water. Are yeah, because you remember there's like the water that like spins the wheel for the house or whatever, and then you can go in and uh, there's like the one composer brother there, and you have to like play the song of storms that was written by his brother. Right, and it, like it either it, like overfloods like the well in there and it causes the music box to start again, and then she's right. like, huh? and then she like walks outside. After you start up the music yeah, box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she still doesn't, like, go far. Like, what was her plan? I don't know. I mean, it's just, a, yeah. <laughs> it's a little girl, man. She's not thinking straight, man. <laughs> um, it's just, God, I also, it made me think, too, about, like, how you beat the game, right? And it's like, yay, like, Link saved the day kind of thing. And, like, Moon's destroyed and stuff. But I remember there's this final scene where, like, it's like, because, you know, you're doing all this stuff to get Majora's Mask back for the happy mask salesman from Ocarina of Time. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, this whole entire thing where it's, like, he had the mask originally, and then it got stolen. But then it's, like, at the end, he's, like, he's holding the mask. And he's, like, he's like finally. And uh-huh. then, but then he's, like, all right, see you guys later. And he, like, walks away, and you're just, like, what? what's he going to do with that he's mask? He's going to sell it. He's a mask salesman. Yeah, but, like, he understands the power of the mask, right? right? And it's, like, so he's, he's not just going to sell it to some, like, careless dude, like, Maybe he's in it for like the bigger the bigger reward. Like maybe he's gonna sell it to some like head like government head of government or something. You right. know, like the it's king. just it's um, crazy. Like sort of like oh man, like we won, but like yeah, it's like did we really? Yeah, did we really win? Because <laughs> like, we gave this crazy guy who changes his facial expressions too quickly. This <laughs> <mess>. <laughs> yeah, and he's always just kind of been like a little like you're like. Well, he was even stupid. weird in Ocarina of Time. Yeah, because he's like. Yeah, buy the mask and get out. And yeah, get, get out. out. Like, Give me the mask back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's just kind of a dick. And he still is. But he's a creepy dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, he hangs out in a creepy place in the in Majora's Mask, man. Yeah, he has, like, an organ handy It's creepy. Well. <laughs> he's a creepy dude. Yeah. But I think just ultimately, like, the game as a whole is something that is definitely aged well. In terms of, like, when it was remade, I think it was able to put in a little bit more extra, like, the Bomber's yeah. Notebook and everything. Bomber's too. Notebook, the updated graphics, tweaked sound bites, stuff like that. It, it's a whole... I mean, it's the same cohesive experience, but it it felt newer, and the controls on the 3DS are so much better than yeah, <laughs> the Nintendo 64 controls. Yeah, and I think it's, like, players going into it, too, probably, like, they, had, they knew what they were going to get themselves into. Like, essentially right. the expectation. Because I think when it came out, when, right after Ocarina of Time, everyone had this expectation for it to be Ocarina of Time 2.0 Two. Yeah. kind of thing, right? And, it, like, it wasn't that. Not at all. Yeah, and so it's just, like, it aged well, and then people could go back and, like, revisit and play it again. And, like, as you said, the functionality of the 3DS just made it so much more easier to play, like, in so many ways that made it more manageable for players. And it it was, again, it made it more accessible, not to, like, gamers, you know? Like, it wasn't, like, trying to be, like, an easy game. It's It's still a Zelda game. You still have to think and use the sword system and all that good stuff. But it's, like, 
it, they didn't make the game any easier. It's just more accessible. And that's like the perfect way to do a remake is in, just make it better. Don't take features away. Just <laughs> make it better. Yeah. Uh, but it does the one thing that every Zelda game does. And that's... I fucking hate water temples. <laughs> like, this game... It was granted you did a lot in the water temple and it was like how you moved around is pretty cool, but I still fucking hated it. I really hated it. I think I had to do it or I had to come back to it because of I don't know, the water level system was just and frustrating. Like, Ocarina of Time. Any fucking Zelda game that has like I've yet to play a Zelda game where the water temple was like an enjoyable temple. Like, yeah, you can't really say that the link between worlds one is a water temple because it's like yeah. Yeah, it's not like a true to form it's water. It's not like temple. let's change the water. But yeah, it's like it's... Ocarina of Time. They didn't learn anything. Yeah, in just... be- for a water temple in between majority. It's Master it and was just of time. so it's so fucking frustrating, dude. Yeah. I fucking hate water temples. That, yeah. I should make a game called Water Temple, and it's just, like, frustrating. The most frustrating <laughs> game, and then you're like, wait. You're like, why did I do this? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was really happy with the, the remake because, again, I, I never played it by myself, so I got to basically experience it anew, completed 100%, and... Oh, I felt... The 3D in it, again, was really good, and... I didn't have the new 3DS, so there's no C-Stick, but it's like, you don't need that functionality, because the game just works, and it's a great remake. Yeah, and I just, like, I absolutely love the, like, I think as a whole, the game was extremely reflective, where, like, if you, if you thought about, like, all the stages the game went through, and, like, could process that enough, like, not maybe being like, oh, it's obviously the five stages of grief or whatever, right, but you're like, oh, like, people are coming to terms with stuff and then they seem to be like better off you know and then it's like i feel like me growing up playing that game over and over again like it kind of just it after a while it started to like sort of sink in where i was like the game was no longer like oh i'm gonna play because it's a zelda game and i like it it more became like damn like i have this deep connection with this game and like because so much of it like reflects into like how i process or something like yeah, I feel like it became. it's, I, of course, people are going to interpret the game differently, but that's kind of what's cool is however you choose to, to interpret it, it will have that impact on you that no other Zelda game that I've played has had because mm-hmm. it's like, it has a deeper meaning to it, obviously, regardless of how you interpret it. It's like... It has an it has a different interpretation. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 an art form at this point. Majora's Mask is art. Yeah. Which is great. I think it was like it literally demonstrated, I think, sort of like the the potential and capacity that like Zelda had, essentially. Like and still has, obviously. Like I think they've elaborated on like different pieces and aspects of it. Um but it really sort of like took a moment to be like we can really make something like impactful out of this like we can really make this this moving story and so every time it's like when you play a zelda game it isn't like every i don't think every player should be expecting like this sort of cookie cutter adventure that seems like maybe like a trope or like some type of trend where it's like oh man like what could the story be this time kind of thing Right. right and i think it really kept people on their toes because i feel like up to that point like ocarina of time uh link's awakening a link between world or sorry uh link to the past 
Zelda 2, Zelda 1, kind of all had the same adventure. Right, like, it was like, go, save the thing Save Zelda, princess. like, yeah, save the princess. Yeah. Uh, defeat the big evil. Whereas this one, it wasn't necessarily, it wasn't even save the princess at any point. It was, like... Save everyone and yourself. Yeah, it's like, like save this world. <laughs> it's like help people come to terms with like the fact that death happens. Like and like we don't always get to decide when it happens. Like sometimes it just like it just happens and we have to be like able to come to terms with our things. Deep. Deep man. Real deep. Alright. <sighs> God, I fucking love this game. That's a if great you game. Can't tell because I probably talked for like ninety percent of this podcast. I'm totally cool with it. I I love it, but obviously not to the point that you love it. Because when the remake came out, I I played that nonstop. Because I was just like, I will play this game until I die, and it's so much fun, and it's just a great experience. So if you listen to this podcast without playing it, shame on you. We told you there'd be spoilers. <laughs> But yeah, uh, no, obviously, if you if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, please feel free to listen to our previous things if you haven't yet. Um, it is This is sort of coming to the conclusion of our Zelda series and our... Uh, not this episode. Not this episode, no, but our this is coming to the... It's finally coming to a point in the next episode where we're going to uh, cover the, the big one. The big kahuna. Legend of Zelda... Ocarina of Time. <laughs> Ocarina song. Yeah. <laughs> It'll play. But yeah, uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at MetaDepodcast. Uh, that's it. Listen to our pod. Well, you are listening yeah, to our like, in, like the Facebook group? Yeah, we're on Facebook too if you want to check us out there. Um, thanks for tuning in. You've been meted. Have a good one. Yeah. See ya.